0: Katie Hendrickson, and you're listening to my podcast, Sound Off, on music challenging the status quo. In each episode, I explore creativity at the intersection of art, music, and literature to dig into what that work and the people making it tell us about art and life in the 21st century. My guest today is guitarist Kaki King. She lands herself on those 100 top guitarist lists all the time dominated by men. Rolling Stone has described her as a genre unto herself. I spoke to her when she released Modern Yesterdays, her ninth studio album out now on Cantaloupe Records. I can't wait to share our vibrant discussion, but first, this message.
1: My parents like most middle-class parents were like let's send her to some music lessons you know she was all the things some little little gymnastics a little ballet what you know what is what is this child good at and um, my dad I think had the inkling to say well why don't why doesn't she play guitar because he's super super into music and well, I mean like rock and roll specifically. <laughs> and so he, it was just that little, and in, in it, it was like guitar was one of multiple little things that I did um, as a young child. And it just kind of stuck. I wasn't a prodigy, I wasn't unbelievable, but I could do it, I was teachable. And it. I grew up with it. And I grew up with it knowing, I, I knew how to play guitar and I knew the fundament the fundamentals and the foundations by the time everyone else got a guitar for Christmas or their birthday. So I was 5 years ahead of the game already. And that made a big impact when it came to my social life. Because suddenly I you know I was a very very shy kid, I was very super small, I'm really I'm still really small, but I was just this like tiny little creature. And I just wasn't great. I wasn't super outgoing, but but making music with people suddenly relieved me of all of that. I could just play and and enjoy the music and enjoy people's company to that degree of that felt safe, and that was kind of it. Um, so those those that that the first decade of my life was pretty formative in in those two things, sort of discovering the guitar, and then later on discovering that people like people who can play
2: guitar Mm -hmm. and what 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 really drew you in to to the guitar I don't think it was anything I think it was
1: the the guitar itself was you know it's small it doesn't need electricity it's portable I think I just dragged it around the house um I also played drums but not nearly as uh, doable at at any given time, you know. You can always pick up a guitar and make a few notes and really kind of not bother anyone. Um, a lot of other things require a certain distance or you know whatever. So with uh, yeah, I think it was just the fact that it I could just kind of always grab it and play a little bit, and that's what that's all I needed. And I watch my own kids now. And there's instruments all over the house, and a you know piano and drums and all guitars and stuff, and they just kind of float over, and they do one little thing, and then they kind of run away, and I and I see that that's how I learned and interacted. I wasn't, you know, woodshedding for five hours. I was just
2: kind of, you know, playing a little bit here and there, and and but all the time. So so much of your music is is it's it's like you can't. You, you kind of created your own your own world really with with your what you're playing and on your albums and I'm wondering how that how how you like maybe kind of fell into feeling like that was the right place for you and 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 maybe how it how it's felt to like be carving out like basically your own distinct path so, no
1: one falls into a solo guitar career intentionally, <laughs> it's really, <laughs> it's like no one joins a cult on purpose, it just, like, you're suddenly there and you're like, what the hell? I, I liked and had a great admiration for composers and-, and writers and the person that was the originator of the thing. And, um, you know, so I would hear a song and I'd always want to know who wrote that song, not the artist that made it famous or not the, you know, 15 covers that it's been done over the, you know, 70 years, like who wrote that? And um, and it's, it was so interesting to sort of go far back in time and discover, you know, things like Cole Porter and, and Tin Pan Alley and these, you know, the American songbook and you know, things that were just around for a long time. So it was just, the, the origins were interesting. So I wanted to write music, and I wanted to write music, like, really kind of fast, as, you know, as I learned, learning for me was being able to write better. Um, and, uh, you know, and that extended to to little, good, little you know, little things on guitar that were just really simple, and then songs, and then songs that I, you know, multi-tracked on my Four-track cassette tape recorder with drums and vocals and all of it, you know. But I thought I—I liked writing. I like composing. Um, I think eventually the guitar kind of won out in terms of all the things that I was. It won out in in the in the game of what am I actually going to get good at? What am I going to dedicate myself to and put a little real, you know, put some real time into? But it was all this. It was all composition. Like, I was attracted to solo guitar players not because they played crazy well or they had wild technique. I really liked the sound of what they were writing. And I'm talking about anything from, you know, Leo Kotke to Michael Hedges to Will Ackerman to Andrew York. And so that, that stuff was interesting to me. Composing. And I think over the years, when you just write and write and write, it's, listen, it's really, if you have a, you know, everyone has a distinct voice in, in in their head, their head, their throat. If you open your mouth, it sounds like you. So it's much easier as a singer to sound like yourself. It's very hard for an instrumentalist to develop that over a period of many years, which is why you need to write a lot of music, because it always, even though it can be vastly different, you start to understand that you do have a voice on the instrument.
0: That's Lorelil by Kaki King off her album Modern Yesterdays out now on Kinalip Records. I'm Katie Hendrickson, and you're listening to Sound Off. My special guest today is Kaki King. Let's find out how she started writing songs.
1: The first song I ever wrote that I would like remember this was a this was distinct. So I it was fifth grade. It was we were graduating elementary school. It was our graduation pageant serum, whatever. And we all had to sing and do stuff. But I somehow was allowed to play a guitar song. And I had written a song. And it was three chords, uh, four chords, sorry. And I thought it was amazing. And I called it landscapes. So I play this song. And I am really terrible at visual art. And I just don't have a whatever. I, I, I had bad eyesight. And there's all kind of reason for that. But I just I was really not great in art class. And I never really did very well. So I had this art teacher who kind of got on me all year in fifth grade, like, you know, like I would, I would actually draw what I thought was a decent human face. And she thought I was, you know, like making a joke because (laughs) that was so terrible. So this art teacher who'd really kind of like been on my case all year, who I thought really didn't like me, came up to me after I played this song, this four chords, right? And she just, told me how great the song was and I don't think she was being like she went out of her way you know to say like wow you're good at this like you're not good at art (laughs) you were not great in my class but this you were this was you were good at this and so I almost got this immediate feedback of after my first song was written I had like really converted someone (laughs) okay and I think that was impactful the trajectory till now, I mean, I don't even know what, what I don't know. I think that, I think that what happens for me is over so many years of playing and writing and playing and recording and, and writing and playing and, and, and performing and performing and revising and performing and trying and making, you know, figuring out new things and making happy accidents, it's just, it all sort of congeals together into... song at some point or tune and the process really i can't i can't lay it out for you there's no recipe it's just it's me it starts with me holding the guitar and after that i don't know really what happens but i have to like i have to get i have to get to that point i have to like get the guitar and start playing and then some other magic takes over
2: Uh, and now uh, just a little bit about um your own trademark extended technique i'd love to hear you talk about maybe how you started developing that or just just a little bit about that you know it's again like it's really been a
1: struggle in my career it's funny i just got this little kind of plus press blurb from my agent and it's like oh and blah 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 technique i'm like man i just i am really i think i may just have to stop because it's never been about the technique it's always been about how can I write something that's badass. And there's all kinds of ways to to play really, really fast and really, really crazy. Um, and there's all kind there's you know, I've written a lot of those fast and crazy songs, but the things that I write that people really care about, that, that last a long, long, long time, they're always the slow, beautiful, well-thought-out, well-composed, You know compositions that really they 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 have staying power um and I think that that's my legacy I think that the extended technique stuff it's pretty obvious like you know I play drums I listen to other guitar players do it I rip off whoever I think is sounding cool and you know that's the (laughs) formula you know it's just I'm like I do it like everyone else does um but it helps me write the things I want to write.
0: we just heard Teak by Khaki King. It's a track from her album Modern Yesterdays out now on Cantaloupe Records. Definitely go check out that entire album. It's so awesome. I'm Katie Hendrickson and you're listening to Sound Off on music challenging the status quo. Today's special guest is none other than Khaki King.
2: Maybe talk a little bit about, uh, I mean, the fact that historically the guitar has been like dudes playing guitar a little bit about like maybe how how you fit into that world and maybe like if you've had experiences where you've been discriminated against and maybe there's ways in which like you being a woman has actually been a benefit to like being a guitarist I I just love to hear you talk a little more about about that
1: sure I mean it's it goes along with every other thing historically that men did that suddenly in the last five minutes women have been able to, or allowed to do um so you know it it was I think it was easier for me because I was gay I don't know if this is true but I think that the way men and women interact is like I'll I'll just have some weird energy in the room all of a sudden and I have to remind myself that like people get attracted to each other, <laughs> like, <laughs> and that like that's a thing that's happening between boys and girls. Because I have, if it's you know, it when when I'm, so I think that a lot of times for a while, women were di- were dissuaded from doing all kinds of cool sh- stuff because it was it was this like barrier to success in in love. I don't really know. Um, I also think that you know I've been I've been around men in in musical settings often and and you know 99% of the time it's totally chill and we all speak the same musical language and it's great and sometimes it's just too I don't know I don't I do not know what's going on I am like they're it's like they're speaking a different language and I am just too f- Fucking female for the whole situation, but I'm also a little bit weird, and I think that the fact that I chose or a path was revealed to me that was allowed me to do this all by myself is pretty, you know, relevant to the story. Um, you you bring up something interesting when you are one of the few people that is doing something at a particular level of skill um, in your demographic, you will get hired. That has has borne. That has been true for me in my career, and I don't want to, you know, ignore that. Um, Oftentimes, I am the only random female on the best of guitar list. I am the only random female on a, you know, guitar festival. I, I I have been tokenized many, many times, but I've also greatly benefited from that. The sad thing and the messed up thing is that it shouldn't, it should be men and women. I mean, you know, sh- <laughs> It's really sad that they they people can still think they can get away with. Oh, wait, we didn't hire a girl. Wait, find a girl. Wait, Google a girl, a guitar player, and then they find. You know, it it's it's kind of, um, it's sad because that's really what the reflection is. It doesn't feel like I'm being hired or invited because of my skill and my my expertise and experience. It's because it's you know we just needed to tick the box. Um, so it goes both ways. And I am really, really thrilled that in the past, God, like the past five years has opened up a whole new world for both, for both male and female guitarists. I mean, you know, jazz is back, playing really well is back, skill is back. So many women are all over Instagram, just sh- killing it, just shredding, writing, you like you know, doing guitar and programming and beats and, and production. Like it's really, really qu- quite incredible what the what the what the landscape looks like now. Um, and I think that that is an amazing change. So um,
0: yeah, like like let's more of that, please, more of that. That's guitarist Kaki King. who released her ninth studio recording, Modern Yesterdays, on Cantaloupe Records in 2020. I'm Katie Henriksen, you've been listening to my podcast Sound Off, which explores creativity at the intersection of art, music and literature, and digs into what that work and the people making it tell us about art and life in the 21st century. Sound Off, solely produced by me, is part of the Critical Frequency Podcast Network. Keep up with all things Sound Off online at soundoffkatie, That's katie with a y, dot com. That's where you can sign up for my accompanying sub stack and connect with me on Instagram. Be sure to smash that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast so you receive the latest episode as soon as it drops. I'm excited for my next guest, Pipa Virtuoso Wu Man. Until next time, I hope you continue resonating with that great force of music.